Welcome to the Cables to Clouds podcast. Cloud adoption is on the rise and many network infrastructure professionals are being asked to adopt a hybrid approach. As individuals who have already started this journey, we would like to empower those professionals with the tools and the knowledge to bridge the gap. Hello, and welcome back to the Cables to Clouds podcast. My name is Chris Miles at BGP Main on Twitter, not X, still not calling it X. On Twitter, uh, joining me as always is uh, my beautiful co-host, Alex Perkins at Bumps in the Wire, and Tim McConaughey at Juan Golbez. Um, so you may be... If you didn't hear our last episode, you may be a little confused why you're getting another episode of the pod um, just a week later after the last one, where we typically release this on a fortnightly basis. Um, so this is actually going to be our first standalone uh, news episode. Um, so not to rehash it too much. We covered this on previous episodes, but we're going to start doing uh, a fortnightly news update that's standalone separate from the podcast episodes, just so we kind of don't uh, kind of timestamp our episodes with guests and things like that. You know, we, we want, if you, if someone wants to go back and listen to an episode of one of the guests we had, we don't want them to have to sit through, you know, you know, last year's news or something like that eventually when it gets to that point. So, um, that's why we're putting this on its own standalone thing. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter episode, maybe, you know, around the 30 minute mark is where we're going to try to keep it. Uh, we'll see how <laughs> we, we'll see how There's a lot of this week might be yeah, trouble. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how true to that we actually stay, but, um, you know, that's the idea. So without further ado, let's get into the inaugural, um, standalone news episode from Cables Cloud. So, um, yeah, like you said, Alex, it's been, uh, I don't think we've, we've done an actual news coverage, uh, for since mid December or something like that. So, yeah, uh, d- you would think during the holidays, not much is going to transpire, but a whole bunch of shit happens. So, um, <laughs> we've got some pretty news or pretty big yeah. news to cover. Not just a um, bunch, but like big, heavy hitting news, man. Yeah. Right. E- even if these like just three, three major things happen, it would still be a huge news week. Nonetheless, um, so let's 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 roll right into it. So, Alex, you wanna you wanna take it away? Which we've talked a little bit this about this one already, but let's let's kind of get into the weeds with it. Yeah, and uh, speaking of like interesting timing, I think this one came out like the week right after during Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, um, was Cisco's intent to buy Isovalent, um, and this one just kicked off. Right, this is the first of the the really big announcements. But man, uh, personally, this came out of nowhere. Like I was not expecting such a just such a crazy uh, acquisition. I thought you know Isovalent was prepping to be like that next big unicorn. Um, you know they make um, for for those that don't know they make uh, a product called Cilium. Um, well, they, they, they've basically created eBPF, and uh, one of the products that came from that is called Cilium. And Cilium is basically a CNI um, or a container networking interface, right? So it's like a networking plugin for Kubernetes. Um, and pretty much everyone that has a Kubernetes distribution, um, that being like AWS, uh, Azure, GCP, right? Everyone that has one, um, they've kind of all standardized on Cilium. So that to me, I think was probably one of the most surprising parts is that Cisco got, I mean, this is an amazing deal for Cisco. Right. Like they, this is super forward, super forward thinking uh, on their part. So major congratulations there. Um, I don't know. What what did you guys, what what were your initial impressions of this? Yeah. It was, uh, like you said, came out of left field, did not see it coming. Only, I mean, mainly because we don't see 
uh, like I say this a little bit in jest, we usually don't see moves by, by Cisco like this that are seem, that seems so smart <laughs> in the cloud space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like this one was like, damn. Okay. He's like, I think, I think Tim, you kind of touched on this on the last episode. It's like, okay, somebody's, somebody over there is, uh, is listening and is tuned in and is, is making the right moves right now. You know, it's probably more than just one person. It's probably a, a you know, a well thought team and everything, but like, I'm very curious to see where this goes. Like, I don't I, like, when you think Cilium, you think their integration, you know, with the CNI's container network interface and Cisco's product set, I don't see the direct <laughs> mapping on like where, what fits in where, right? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit in the security space with the, you know, the network policies and things like that. But like, I don't know exactly what this is going to mean. But like you said, that this has already been adopted as pretty much the gold standard for CNI's, right? Everyone's using that as, uh, pretty much the, um, industry standards. So they immediately are going to have an inlet to, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the foreground there. So I'm, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. I don't know. How about you, Tim? Yeah. I mean, I covered, a, we, we talked about this, uh, on the last episode and, and, and of course I'm seeing the shorts now come out from the last episode that where we talk about this. So it's kind of timely and funny. Um, so, you know, Isovalent is a major contributor to the Cilium you know, project. So I'm curious to see, I think Cisco's always struggled a little bit with, with, you know, that balance between having to show value to shareholders and Nux and also being able to, to be kind of that, uh, contributor, if you will, uh, to, to, to open source type of projects. Um, I, you know, obviously I think everybody is holding their breath, waiting to see how the hammer is going to fall on this. And I don't, and I don't actually think we're going to get an answer in any short period of time. Right. So I, yeah, I think ahead. the acquisition doesn't close until uh, the end of 2024 too. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's going to be a very long time before we see anything. It, and right. And even after that, they're going to have to go through integration and incubation and just trying to figure out like, what the hell are we going to do with this? Right. So um, they'll have a plan. I mean, especially since the acquisition is not going to close until the end of 2024, like you said. Um, like when they did with this, with, yeah, did this with Viptela before the acquisition was even closed. We had, you know, there were Viptela people inside Cisco doing, you know, we were learning about Viptela and stuff inside Cisco ahead of time. So they're already working on that. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm, I think everybody's waiting with bated breath to understand what Cisco's plans for Cilium, you know, as a major contributor that Icevalent is and eBPF as well, right? That's a huge, that's yeah. a huge deal that impacts a lot of open source projects beyond just Cilium, you know? Oh, so. yeah. And, I, and we should probably touch on like, just because Cisco is acquiring Icevalent and getting Cilium, it's, it's more than just Cilium, right? Like they have, uh, the other, what are like Tetra, Tetragon? Is that the another one? Yeah. Tetragon's yeah, like the observability. Tetra yeah. Observability. It's a big. Tetragon is the security the, piece. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right, uh, right. And then service mesh. They have their own service mesh, don't they? Isn't that another? Yeah. Cilium service have? mesh. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. the, real quick, sorry to interrupt, but the thing about the Cilium service mesh is that it's agent, it's like um, sidecar list, right? Yeah. And no I put sidecar. that in quotations for those that, that aren't watching. Because um, there's a huge debate in the service mesh community around what it actually means to not have uh, sidecar proxies next to all your containers. Um, so that's going to be another, another interesting thing to, to watch so play out. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that discourse. Is it just like splitting hairs on technically whether or not you can call it a sidecar <laughs> or is it yes. like, or, okay. or, yeah, we can call <laughs> yeah. it a service mesh or yeah. there's, there's general, a lot we need to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll be super quick, but basically MTLS, um, is used a lot, right? Like service mesh allows all these different containers to talk to each other using MTLS. 
the problem is that that basically requires some kind of agent. So you, mm. the, the argument is like, how can you say that you're not using a sidecar, but you have MTLS going because you need something there. Yeah. To like broker that connection. Chicken and egg right. type. Pro- so, uh, yeah. yeah. There, there's some definitely some arguments on the, on the back end around, around this for sure. Yeah. Makes sense. We need to, and I think we have it planned on the, on, we have it on the roadmap for this year, but we, to have these more and more of these CNI type of side, you know, these kind of discussions, it's, it's becoming like ba- very obvious that like most of our listener base might not be up to date on a lot of these stuff that we're talking about. So we, we're, it's coming. We'll, we'll, we're as, especially as we see it more and more in the news, more and more in our networking daily lives, we're going to put together something to uh, yeah. start talk about Kubernetes. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of people going on this journey, whether or not they want to or not. So, uh, <laughs> for real, <laughs> we, we will, uh, we'll try to do our best to try to help along the way. Um, all right. So let's go to the next one. Uh, so, you know, probably this, this mo- probably was bigger if that than, wasn't enough. bigger yeah. than, yeah. If this one's probably bigger than the first one, but, uh, I'll, I'll let you take it away, Tim. Ah, oh, man. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, again, this has just been the time for bombshells, man. Everybody's, I think, I don't know if everybody was just waiting for this time of the year when, when it was going to be quiet to just drop the biggest bombs possible. Uh, it, you know, so Hewlett Packard Enterprises is uh, acquiring Juniper Networks, which. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had no clue. No, I don't even, yeah, like, I, I don't even know how to follow up that piece of data, right? Like, I mean, you talk about out of left field and not seeing that one coming. Uh, I think we all knew that Juniper had been, actually, you know, what's funny is I actually kind of felt like Juniper was finally finding their own way, like in a way that not just being the, the, the shadow, of, you know, the Cisco shadow or like the, 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 the foil to Cisco that had been for so many years. And, and actually coming into its own identity as, uh, especially with things like the mist and Napster and all of that. Yeah. This one's really, really surprising. So for, for, for those who haven't seen it yet, um, again, Hewlett Packard Enterprises is buying Juniper Networks, uh, to just basically, you know, HPE is huge. HPE is gigantic. It's, it's like one of those conglomerate, global conglomerate things where they just got everything, right? So, um, they're buying Juniper for four, approximately 14 billion. The valuation is also very interesting to me. Which like, yeah, that seems like nothing. Yeah. That seems well not nothing. 14 billion dollars and I mean like nothing, but you know what I mean? Like you would think Juniper's worth more than that. So it's like I wonder dude, if that plays into it. Well, Cisco bought Splunk for tw- what 28 or whatever, right? 28, yeah, <laughs> right. So double, double literally yeah. double the number. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so from from a and I, of course I've already seen started seeing and 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 if I'm being honest contributed to all of the uh, the memes out there showing like how your routers are gonna your router is gonna refuse to send packets because it's low on toner. <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, the like the Juniper, I can't the chassis one with the printer on top was the oh, I know. that was, kills was, what, let's put that in the show notes. Yeah, dude, it was so fucking fun. Uh, yeah, or the, the yeah, or like you know, hey, I need you to send these packets. No, I'm low on cyan. <laughs> But, you know, it is important to point out that Hewlett Packard Enterprises is a uh, subsidiary, whatever you it's call not it. HP. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not HP. yeah, it's not yeah. HP, your printer company, right? It, it's all the same global core, but, you know, it is a completely different and well seasoned arm of the company, if you will. I mean, HPE, like I said, they've got a bunch of other technologies. Um, they're heavy in compute. 
So there's a lot of speculation about this. I personally, a lot of people are saying, hey, maybe it's the, you know, that it's going to be, they're, they're doing this to get a strong networking, uh, you know, seat at the table. I don't know that I agree unless it was just like a, a target opportunity where it was cheap enough that they were like, okay, well, we can go ahead and buy this and pull this, pick this up. I think it's, I think all the AI work that Juniper's done is very, uh, loud and out there and people know about it. And, and I might have worked into it too. I'm, I'm wondering how much we're going to see companies getting snapped up like this, you know, if they have AI uh, IP or, or something, right, as the race continues. I mean, that has to be it, right? Because, like, I, I can't see HP be like, oh, we really want the the service provider, you know, uh, tar- you know, set centralized market. Like, we, that, that can't couldn't have been their target. It has to be the AI missed all this kind of stuff, right? And I'm more, Daniel did made a great post about this. Like, what does this mean? And there was just, comments flying out left and right like it's it's more like i'm concerned to see what dies as a result of this yeah and, you know what happens with what happens with aruba like yeah. how to, like what how does that factor into this and because juniper mist is is, is miss the wireless thing or there's has yeah. Mist expanded it yeah. to more than just wireless at this point it's it's no, like there's just Meraki type yeah. thing yeah. it's like that yeah, yeah. It, but if i was a, if i if i worked for aruba at this point i would be Probably a little, a little nervous, right? Like yeah. Aruba, unless they're going to try to position it as like a upmarket sell, right? So that they don't impact Aruba at all, you know. Unless they, which I don't know, like maybe it's. Yeah, I definitely, definitely nobody thinks. I, I won't say nobody. I'm sure somebody does. Uh, that like, hey, Aruba is like the same class of of technology and 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 hardware as say you know Juniper Cisco whatever you will right it's more definitely i don't i don't get that feeling so yeah i guess we're going to we're going to see but that's anyway so not to belabor the point but that is that's a big bombshell um i'm not sure when this one's going to close or i think everybody's just going to have to wait and see what hp is going to do hopefully they don't pull a broadcom well well we'll get to that one later uh real yeah real quick um cuz chris just made me think of something that i hadn't really thought of until now but um you know as far as like getting the service provider industry i i i could see an argument you know about maybe they are targeting that in some way because they, a lot of the the press release was about ai and maybe this is like 40 chess and they're thinking ahead of like you know as ai expands to the edge more they'll already be there entrenched into some of like the service provider telco kind of space that's already on the edge building those edge networks right as like a service offering type thing yeah kind of like they'll just already be there and they already have like the data center portion of the ai stuff figured out um Mm -hmm. i don't know there's something there that i'd have to really (laughs) flesh out a little bit more but your your comments just made me kind of think about that a a little bit more yeah you might be onto something uh maybe we'll see abstra at the edge maybe that's what they're gonna do Yeah. Yeah. Astra's gone, bro. It's like, uh, yeah, I can't, this is, I can't see it. I truly cannot see that Astra surviving this acquisition, but who knows? Yeah. That's, this what like, I I can't like express how out of left field this thing was. Like, I was like, that's like, so it was like, uh, that'd be like someone be like, oh, yeah, uh, Blockbuster is acquiring Cisco or uh, Netflix or something. I was like, what? Like, is like this, thing that you kind of think of is old and archaic and not, not necessarily old and archaic uh, in their entire product offering, but in their network offering, you know, you don't think you don't really consider HPE a top player at all. Right. 
Um, yeah, they come out. They've just been around forever, is all yeah, right. They've just exactly. been around. That's their claim to fame. It's, just, it's like it's, if IBM, you know, bought I don't know, like if IBM bought Arista or something, you know, yeah, like right. <laughs> hey, you never know. Now <laughs> Dude, we got we got, it could happen. That could be the next one. we got a couple of weeks left in this month, bro. We could. <laughs> it might be the trend. Um. Okay. So yeah, let's on to the next one. So this one, yeah. Well, like I. I will say this one made me think immediately that it was kind of a doomsday thing for, for GCP, which is probably not the case now that we've looked at this a little bit further. But uh, so Google has announced that they will stop charging egress fees uh, to transfer data out of Google Cloud. And I think this, like the, I believe the target point of the article was that, you know, they'll help you migrate to another, or they won't charge you to migrate your data to another cloud. Um, but I think at, the, at didn't they have a, like a clause in there that you actually have to close your Google account once yeah, once yeah. it happens. Yep. So you gotta like you gotta get the hell out. Like you can't. It's like you know you don't have to stay here, but you gotta leave. Don't let the door thing. hit you on your. On yeah. Your account. Yeah. What yeah. was also interesting is that you do it as like they. It doesn't quote unquote cost anything, but it's on a rebate model, right? So right. It, it costs you, but they'll rebate you essentially at the end. Right. Right. But yeah, it, I mean, initially you think like, oh, like is this is this is this the first like. Piece of the Domino. sunset, the sunset dominoes for for GCP is this them being like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> like we'll we'll see you later. Um, but no, I mean, Tim, you you actually found some uh, some documentation out there that this might be related to actually like uh, regulations. Um, so I, maybe maybe you want to speak on it a little bit more. Yeah, just real quick. Um, so actually, I didn't. So you know, I work at Aviatrix. We have a we have a you know, uh, presence in Europe, uh, one of the legal team in Europe was said actually, you know, that, uh, there's a new, uh, data law. I forget what the, uh, I think it's actually called data law or something like that. It's actually got like a super generic name. It's coming out. And some part of it had something to do with, with killing egress fees, at least in, in Europe. I'm not, I have to go read through it. I haven't had a chance to read through it yet. Um, cause I just found out about it. And then actually I subscribed to, um, um, Forest Brazil's Brazil or Bra- I don't Brazil yeah. is it Brazil um, his um, newsletter since yeah. you know years since you know two years ago or three years ago now that he did the cloud resume challenge and all that um, and he actually had it in his newsletter that he just put out and he, he had a different take on it he had really good takes on it actually uh, you know and he just actually just left Google he he'd worked there for a while. And, um, yeah, so he had mentioned it. He said, eh, he didn't really think it was, that was the case. I, we, I'll, I'll, it's a newsletter, but like, I'll get it, get his, we'll make sure we have his info the, in the, uh, article notes somewhere where you can, you can take a look at it and whatnot. But, um, he didn't necessarily think it was, it was that, uh, you know, but I, I was originally, I, just, I was just like you, Chris, where I thought it was going to be, where I thought it was going to be, um, Oh crap. Like actually I took the other track and I thought, Oh, well maybe Google's doing this. So people will use Google more that are already in other clouds. But yeah, this whole, the way this article is written, it's like, it's just like a, like an exit strategy, like, which is really, really weird to me. I I think it's hilarious that, right. Chris, you were saying how a lot of people immediately thought, Oh God, is this it? Is this when Google kills GCP? And, uh, and then Tim and that, that newsletter you sent us, he the part of the article is about how everybody thinks that immediately. Anytime Google makes any announcement, you can't, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't blame not. us. You can't blame us. No, the, Google fault, does this all the, all the time. Like, like, you know, it's, it's, they, if, if it looks, what if it looks like a, whatever, it cracks like a duck, walks yeah. like a duck. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, but I wonder if that's like if they do stop charging egress fees in in the EU. I wonder how many people are going to start just backhauling internet traffic to the EU. Uh, you know, if it's not a sensitive, you know, latency sensitive, uh, you know, workload, maybe they'll just well, start back. Well, you don't want to do that though, because then you fall into GDPR and a whole other Fair. can of worms comes uh, yeah, into play. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, maybe just, you know, maybe just Netflix. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm just like, I have question marks here having, Originally, I thought, hey, this might be a smart mood for them to use. Cause I mean, um, you know, they're, first of all, we, I think we could all be clear that they're not, you know, the leader, obviously in the CSPs, right? And that they're, no, their offers generally, the service offers don't, aren't, aren't one to one with like AWS and Azure, like just the, right. the services that are available as a, as a one stop shop for a cloud, if you will, right? Are not one to one. So I thought when I first read this, oh crap, this is actually really smart for Google. They're leaning, they're going to lean into the fact that they know compute, the fact that they are K8s, the fact that they are yeah. AI, and they'll make it easier for customers to get in and, and actually move data out of the cloud to the clouds where there are and, and just, just harvest the compute cost. But yeah, now I'm like still scratching. I my was head. hoping to read that somewhere, but yeah, I didn't see anyone even saying that, but I, I agree. It would have been a good play to, to frame it that way. Yeah, so interesting. We'll see. We'll see how that one boils out. I mean, all this, pretty much these three things. You know, it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg thing, right? It's gonna. It's all yeah. gonna grow into something um, much bigger. So um, we'll have. To- I saw. I saw a quote recently, uh, or not a quote, but just like some, some, somebody said something online recently that um, I thought was really interesting. That it was. It was a prediction that years are going to increasingly look different going forward. Um, and it, it's like so true. Like I'm just thinking of the last couple of years since COVID and how everything has changed so much every year and every, mm. you know, tech especially is just, I mean, look at this it, it, in two weeks, we had all these crazy announcements. It's like things just move so fast these days. And so unexpectedly, uh, it's going to be a crazy year. Yeah. I don't know how you <laughs> plan your career path yeah. at this point anymore. You just kind of, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, yeah. It's, I'm glad. I'm glad we're not in our you know early twenties anymore. I, yeah, I feel it's, for it's, the people who are just starting to get into tech. Like I wouldn't know how yeah. could you spend more than two weeks on anything without it changing underneath you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll round up this last one. Um, I know we're we're coming close to time on here. So uh, Alex, you want to touch on this last one about VMware? Yeah. Um, right. So VMware they, they already kind of announced this a little while ago. Um, I think people were just surprised when they actually did it for some reason. Um, but they, they basically took all their accounts, uh, private, right? Is that the wording? I, I think I'm messing up the wording, but they took all, all their account, all their partner accounts internal. Um, so well, they like the basically customers. shut off the, yeah. the partner program and it's on hold. Like they literally told partners don't even apply for reinstatement. Like we'll let you know when, when we can start redoing this pipeline and you have to like sell 500,000 a year or something of, of services to be even considered. Um, so they just, it's crazy, man, how quickly like they just are cutting things out. Like they already cut out all these external communities. They cut off the partner program now. Like th- things moved very quickly. Yeah. I was joking with someone. It might have been Will actually that, uh, I was like, they have to pay this. That apparently they have whatever they spent on acquiring VMware. They must have to pay it back really fast. Maybe it's like a, a, a three one arm or something <laughs> like a mortgage, a mortgage or something. I don't know. It's insanely how quickly they are absolutely gutting any kind of like, or, or, or moving to capture every last penny 
Well, the, the, remember the day the acquisition happened, people were posting pictures of like, look, they've already changed the signs. Right. And it was yeah. like everywhere. They already posted over. <laughs> but it has, it has, it has an immediate impact on business, like for, for them and for all the yeah. partners, right? Like, is, is like, I don't, I, I will say I haven't been close enough to it to see, but is this going to cause like partners to like, die <laughs> because I mean, the, if you're if you're a vmware integrator could. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, right. yeah and you just lost your entire channel like yeah i mean how would that how would that go like if you were a vcp like and you worked at a var and that var mm. lost its ability to you know cha- do channel partner with uh with vmware yeah i mean how does that work you can't get like i have no idea how that would work yeah was it was yeah. like was it blanket like everyone or did what you would think there were like sort of some backdoor deals were like, look, we'll keep this open. I think there were one or two like, oh, like huge integrators yeah. that they yeah. kept, but they, they were the ones that are like the, like the, I don't know if it was really WWT, but like the WWTs of the That's what VMware of. partner program, <laughs> I think are probably the only ones left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Tim, you make a good point too. Like, um, what's going to happen to like certification program, you know, like there's a lot of yeah, that downfall too. from this that, that could happen down the line. That's just, yeah. I mean, if you're crazy. supposed to be cut out the, if you cut a large part of the career track out where that people would have gone to integrators to do, to help customers do VMware integrations or something like that. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a house of cards that I'm kind of curious if Prodcom even realize or cares. I, the answer is no to that one. If that if they pulled that, you know, the rug pull they've done. All right. Well, I, th- I think we're about time. There are some other articles that we'll put into the, uh, into the fortnightly news document. So if you check the show notes, there will be a link to that. There will be a couple of the links. The first stuff that we found interesting, one about how to break into a cloud engineering career, Yep. EBPF predictions from uh, Isovalent. Well, that one's probably pretty pretty topical, pretty good to read. So we'll throw that in the in the show notes. So definitely check that out for some additional news that happened over the last uh, few weeks here. Um, so with that, we will wrap it up. Uh, like I said, this was the inaugural standalone news episode. So we're going to bring this to you on a fortnightly basis. Uh, again, we have the listener survey out there. Um, we've posted it on socials. Um, we'll put it in the show notes, uh, and, and, and all that. So please fill out the listener survey. If you haven't, that would greatly help us, uh, to make sure that we're bringing you something that you want to hear on, on now a weekly basis. You will be hearing cables clouds once every, uh, every Wednesday. Um, Chris has been waiting to say that since yeah. we started. Yes. Just so I was like, knows. dude, we get, think if we could <laughs> say every Wednesday, how good that will be. Um, but yeah, so we will be releasing this on a, uh, you know, the, the podcast will have a release every, uh, every week. Um, it'll be fortnightly between news and, uh, and an episode with either a guest or, or a round table type thing. And, um, you know, it, it, we're working on some stuff, uh, for this year. Um, hopefully some more technical content focusing on, you know, solutions, uh, things like that, that we got some good feedback that people want to hear that. So we'll be working on that. Um, Lastly, any any closing thoughts from either of you guys? S- slow down, please. Stop buying companies just for <laughs> just a week or two would be fine. Really, I got to catch up. Yeah, no, same thing. I just echo that. I mean, it's crazy. Like there was supposed to be holidays and slow down time, and instead we got just our. our I, I, I was talking on Discord privately, man. It's been like nonstop, just talking about all this, all these bombshell announcements one after another. So yeah, no yes, kidding. please slow down. <laughs> Well, uh, if in case it doesn't slow down, uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks uh, with the next news update. But uh, 
yeah, so this has been Cables Clouds. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, hit the subscribe, hit the like button, all that, all that crap, right? And we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Hi everyone, it's Chris, and this has been the Cables to Clouds podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe to us in your favorite podcatcher, as well as subscribe and turn on notifications for our YouTube channel to be notified of all our new episodes. Follow us on socials at Cables to Clouds. You can also visit our website for all of the show notes at cablestoclouds.com. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.